0: Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. Uh, We are AM 850 here in the St. Louis region. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis County. Good afternoon, Matt.
1: Good afternoon Gary, good to be here with you.
0: And I want to remind our listeners, and I also want to remind you as well that coming up here, just around the corner, April 22nd through 24th is our Sheraton 2021. So join us and celebrate our ministry by uh, supporting KFUO. And Matt, you have been a big part of KFUO for many years. Why is it important for our listeners to support KFUO?
1: Oh, lots of different reasons, Gary. Uh, But I have to say the top of my list is is the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what it's all about, to share the gospel any way that we can, any means. And we are so blessed as a church body, the LCMS, to have KFUO radio. Uh, That's pretty incredible to have a radio station that has the history that KFUO has but then also a radio station that's keeping up with the current times too, to be able to offer things like podcasts and things that are internet resources so that God's work can continue to be spread uh, far and wide. I I just love the KFGO's tagline, Christ for you anytime, anywhere. And that's not just a a moniker. That's just not something on your signage or your logo. That is the truth. It It truly is anytime, anywhere. And to be able to share the gospel globally by this means both radio and online is, is tremendous. So yeah, the sharing of the gospel with a broader reach that any of us could have on our own. That's, that's what I think the the best thing about KFO is.
0: Thanks for those comments. I also want to remind our podcast listeners that if you're looking at the podcast and you're thinking there's a week missing, we did not do a program last week because on the air, we had special programming for Good Friday. So we skipped one week of Moments in Scripture. So you'll see a gap there. But we're going to pick right up where we left off, Matt. And we were on First Kings chapter 19 through Second Kings chapter 5. That's our readings. And so we had an extra week to read that. And what would you like to highlight in the what we read over the past two weeks?
1: Thanks, Gary. Uh, action-packed chapters here. Just good stuff. Um, and the main guy, I would say, in these accounts is Elijah the prophet. And as we read through 1 Kings and now in 2 Kings, what we see again and again is we see the different kings of Israel, kings of Judah, but then sort of parallel to them are the different prophets. So there's different prophets that are prophesying to Israel, to Judah, during the times that these kings are reigning, and so you have Elijah, much of his ministry coinciding with Ahab and Jezebel, so that wicked king Ahab and his wicked wife Queen Jezebel. So we see a lot of accounts that really where their lives intersect with each other. Uh, probably most famously in. Uh, the, the chapter right before what we're discussing today, chapter 18, that Elijah and the prophets of Baal and that defeat of the prophets of Baal there on Mount Carmel. Um, but then what I want to zero in on today in particular, though, Gary, is the end of Elijah's life and this transition that takes place now from Elijah to the prophet Elisha, because Elisha's a super important prophet, too. And the Lord certainly works through him in, in some pretty incredible ways as well. So we see that transition take place in 2 Kings chapter 2, 2 Kings chapter 2, where God takes up Elijah into heaven in a special way. So he's, he's one of the handful of people in the scriptures where their death is sort of um, remarkable and, and really, in fact, Elijah doesn't even die. Uh, he's taken up in heaven without having to taste death, which is pretty amazing uh, so Elijah and Elisha, to just kind of summarize the account, are together. And then while they're together, this whirlwind comes and takes Elijah up into heaven. And accompanying their whirlwind is also um, chariot of fire and then this horse of fire that come down and appear as well. So it's a pretty dramatic scene. Uh, the other interesting thing that in all this is too is uh, Elisha asks for a a uh, double portion of Elijah's spirit. Sort of like uh, the idea of um, the firstborn receiving a greater portion of the inheritance than perhaps the other children. So Elijah says, okay, it's it's yours if the Lord allows you to see me go up in heaven. And certainly... Um, uh, Elisha does get to see that. Let me set and So, the, Elisha is Elijah's successor.
0: Let me set the scene here. This is uh, uh, verse 11. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two men. And the Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind, just as you said. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha, saw him no more, then he took hold of his garments and tore it in two. That's the scene of what you were just talking about. Yeah, it's pretty
1: dramatic, isn't it? And you wonder, what was it like to be, well, both those guys, well, one Elijah, you know, one moment you're here on earth and the next moment, well, you're with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, And then certainly for Elisha too, who's left on earth, to be able to see that all take place and he just cries out, you know, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel. It's just incredible what takes place. All right. And then we read on in verse 13, where Elisha takes up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and then went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. And then Elisha carries on his ministry. So it, it's really a neat scene. And it's one that it's kind of interesting, too, I think, that we've picked up upon when it comes to. Things like ordinations in the church and installations when it comes to pastors in the church being ordained. We have this hymn even in a Lutheran service book. It's hymn number 682. It's called God of the Prophets, Bless the Prophet's Sons. And the very first verse of the hymn goes like this. It says, God of the prophets, bless the prophet's sons, Elijah's mantle or Elisha cast. Each age, its solemn task may claim, but once make each one nobler, stronger than the last. So it really picks up on that imagery we just saw that Elisha's that successor. He takes up the mantle, the cloak of Elijah, and so we sing this hymn when a pastor's being ordained, you know, becoming a pastor, being installed in a new congregation, and it's this recognition that even today the ministry is passed on to the next generation that each generation has to have pastors and has to have um, guys like you, Gary, that run KFU radio and teachers and directors of Christian education and all those things, all those different aspects of ministry. It has to have a new generation with each generation that takes up that task. And especially within that ordination service, we're recognizing that in that pastoral office, that's exactly what's taking place. And we pray, make each one nobler and stronger than the last. Each one has a job to do. And right now it's it's our turn to do that job, Gary. And for our listeners too, it's our turn in this generation to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others, to pass on God's word so that the next generation and those gener- can pass it on to generations yet to be born. So really, I think it's kind of neat how we see this succession take place here between Elijah and Elisha. Um, so that, I think, is uh, worth commenting on, Gary. And then it picks up after that with Elisha's life and different aspects of his ministry. And I think one I'll just comment on briefly is just when Elisha gets paid a visit by this man named Naaman, the, who is uh, the commander of the army of the king of Syria. Uh, and Naaman has a problem. He has leprosy. And so he comes to uh, Elisha there in chapter five of second Kings, um, looking for healing. In fact, it was a servant girl from Israel in his household uh, that had been taken from Israel to his household that told him about Elisha. And so he comes for this healing and he brings with him uh, 10 talents of silver and 6,000 shekels of gold. So that's a lot. That's a, 750 pounds of silver, about 150 pounds of gold. So we're talking a lot. And all these changes of clothes and all these other things, and he's going to give it to Elisha so that he's healed. And Elisha, he doesn't need any of that stuff. He doesn't accept any of that stuff. All he tells him to do is go and wash seven times in the Jordan River, and you'll be restored. You'll be made clean. And the guy, Naaman, thinks he's nuts. He's like, well, why did I have to come all the way here to wash in a river? There's better rivers when I, where I came from in Syria.
0: And he went away angry.
1: Exactly. Exactly. He goes away. He turns and he goes away in a rage. We see that in chapter 5, verse 12. And then his servants have to talk him out of him and say, uh, Hey, Naaman, my father, is it too great a word the prophet has spoken to you? Will you not Will you not do it? He's actually said to you, wash and be clean. So he went down, dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He finally believes the word of the prophet, and he goes and washes and he's clean. He's healed of leprosy, which at the time was incurable, right? So I think there we have a, a picture of, of baptism. Uh, when we think of our uncleanness of sin, um, we need healing from that. And the Lord has given us a special way to do that. And it's this plain old ordinary water. Uh, but yet, such a simple command, um, water, God's word, wash, be clean. And as we come to the waters of holy baptism um, with that word of the Lord connected to that water, we are made clean, spiritually clean, fully forgiven. Um, We are cleansed in an even greater way than what Naaman experienced uh, with his cleansing from leprosy.
0: Right. Can you think of uh, why there was more than once? Uh, He said he was in the river how many times? Seven times. Yeah.
1: Um, I I think that's interesting. Seven times, and it doesn't really give us, the scriptures don't give us a a clear answer as to why it was necessarily seven times. Uh, I think it's interesting that seven is a significant number in the Bible. It comes up quite a bit. Um, We think of the, the six days of creation and the seventh day of rest. It's certainly a number of of perfection as well so the number seven certainly is significant and uh, for whatever reason that is god's choosing to have that requirement of of seven times in this case um i do think it's kind of neat that with when it comes to uh, holy baptism How many times do we have to be washed? Well, just once. Once Once is enough.
0: That reminds me of something. I don't know if you (laughs) listened listened to the program, Issues, Etc., many years ago. But Don Matzett, Dr. Don Matzett, was the host of that program for many, many years here on KFUO before Todd Wilkin took over the reins. And he had a caller call in. I used to run his control board on the... uh, the program. He had a caller call in once, and I'll never forget this. The caller says, well, I've bounced around from church to church. I was baptized uh, as a Baptist, and then I, I joined the Catholic Church, and I was baptized in the Catholic Church, and then I was uh, joined another church, and I was baptized in that church, and then I came to Lutheranism, and I was baptized in the Lutheran Church, and Don Matches says, well, let me tell you something. You were baptized once, and the other three times, you just got wet. <laughs> because <laughs> you're right yep, you're baptized answer. once
1: <laughs> that's right that's right good answer well yeah in, in ephesians you know paul talks about how there's one faith one baptism on god and father of us all right and i should so there's one I baptism
0: right there's one baptism but i should make a, a statement that people realize we're talking about being baptized in the father and the son and the holy ghost the the, the pure baptism
1: yeah. So we're talking about being baptized according to Jesus' command. Right. This as Jesus said to be baptized. We think of the Great Commission where he says, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them Well, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so once is enough. That's exactly right. Good answer, uh, <laughs> Pastor Matt said. That's, that's good. Um, so, yeah, there's not a Lutheran baptism, a Catholic baptism, a Baptist baptism. There's one baptism. Uh, baptism in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's how it works. Right. So, yeah, if, if someone is uh, baptized in another Christian denomination, according to Christ's command, if they become Lutheran, no, they don't need to be re-baptized. No, uh, we want to instruct them. We want to teach them what it is that Lutheran Christians believe. We want to dig into the scriptures together. But, uh, no, they don't have to be rebaptized. Yep. No, once is enough. Once is enough.
0: Okay. Anything else from our reading? Well, no,
1: I think, you know, I just... Real quick, Gary, reading on, there's a, you know, again, Elisha doesn't accept any gifts from this, from Naaman, all these uh, the, the garments and the, the money and all these things. But Elisha's servant, Gehazi, he sees these things and he's like, oh boy, um, I'd like to get my hands on them. <laughs> so Naaman leaves, healed. And then Gehazi, the servant, runs after him and, and says, hey, they, uh, Elisha's got some visitors. Uh, he, he wants some of those clothes after all and some of the money after all. And Gehazi, the servant's making this up. <laughs> well, Naaman <laughs> gladly gives him the clothes. He gladly gives him even more money than what he asked for. And then Gehazi takes it back to Elisha's house for himself uh, to keep it himself. And Elisha knows what he did. God knows what he did. And then uh, the very last verse of chapter five, Elisha tells him, therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. Uh, So he went out of his presence a leper like snow. So I think that's interesting. Uh, Watch out. Gehazi now had leprosy himself because of his greed and his deception. Mm -hmm. So uh, don't mess with a prophet of the Lord. Don't try to deceive him. Don't steal, Um, don't lust after other people's things, covet their things. There's a lesson to be learned there too. So that's kind of interesting. I think we always, you know, in our Sunday school, we hear about Naaman and him being healed of leprosy, which is important. But then this, this side story about what happened with Gehazi following that, I think is interesting too, that he would seek the things of this world rather than the things of God.
0: Right. And it's kind of like if you want these things, I'll give them all to you—not <laughs> just the yep, coke and the, go. the gold. And, oh, I'll yes. give it all to you.
1: <laughs> that's good, Gary. You want name and stuff? Okay, I'll give you name I'll give and you stuff. Name you and got his thanks. silver. You got his clothes. Now you got his leprosy too. Oh yeah. boy, that's good, Gary. Yeah, that's that's basically what happens. Yep. Yep.
0: Would you like to lead us in a prayer?
1: Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the joy and the the happiness that comes from studying your word. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity to to talk on KFUO and and to have a little fun with uh, the scriptures. Uh, From them, too, though, we learn those great truths, Lord, and and among those is the gift of holy baptism. How with just one baptism, with water and the word, baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are cleansed fully from sin. We are made your dear child. And we ask Lord that you would help us to live in that baptismal grace uh, and identity each day. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks so much, Matt.
1: Yeah you back, Gary, thanks for having me on.
0: Take care. What's our reading? For next week?
1: Oh yeah, thanks. Uh, so for next week, and again, we always invite our listeners to read along. We want to look at Second um, Kings chapter 6 through Second Kings chapter 15.
0: Second Kings 6 through15. Thanks. This is AMA 50 KFUO worldwide at kfuo.org.